Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Hadrian's Wall, designed by Bobby Hill, developed by Shem Phillips. The art was by Sam Phillips of the Raiders of Scythia, uh, Circadians, First Light, and Legacy of You. And it was published in 2021 by Garfil Games. When visiting the north of Britannia in 122 AD, the Roman Emperor Hadrian Augustus witnessed the aftermath of a war between his armies and the savage Picts. In a show of Roman might, he ordered a wall to be built that would separate the Pict tribes from the rest of England. Grand in its design, the wall stretched 80 Roman miles from coast to coast. Hadrian's Wall stood in service to the Roman Empire for nearly 300 years before its eventual decline. Today, Hadrian's Wall is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and remains, and the remains of the forts, towers, and turrets can still be explored. Haha, <laughs> I've done your history for you. In Hadrian's <laughs> Wall, the players will take the role of a Roman general placed in charge of the construction of a mile castle and bordering wall. Over six years, rounds, players will construct their fort and wall, man the defenses, and attract civilians by building services and providing entertainment, all while defending the honor of the Roman Empire from the warring picks. The player who can accumulate the most renowned piety, valor, and dis, uh, discipline, whilst avoiding disdain, will prove to the emperor that they are the model Roman citizen and be crowned legatus legionis. Um... <laughs> The mechanics are hand management, paper and pencil, paper and pencil, mm-hmm. solo, solitaire, tech trees, tracks, mm-hmm. and the box art. Um, oh. you know, it's kind of like, you know, cartoon style rather than realistic. Yeah. Um, but we have a, um, what I, who I assume to be Hadrian in the middle, um, and other uh, soldiers behind him, and of course a wall. Um, yeah, it, the art style it. reminds me of like those comic books you might get, where it's like Roman history for kids. Yeah, and it's like a yeah. like a comic art style of like Roman history, vice just a giant thousand page book. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Also, the wall looks like a wall. Yes, it's definitely it's got a wall. it all. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, based off all this, would you pull it off a shelf? Kate? Um, probably not. Yeah, the theme, well, I don't know. The description was kind of interesting, bringing in the history and the mechanics I'm curious about. Mechanics are interesting. They're, uh, I don't know, tech tree? Yeah, it's kind of a video game term where, like, you, um... You unlock one thing, which is a branching uh, tree, and then you can pick the next scenario. thing you unlock. So, like, you okay. might pick really fancy walls, or you might pick, like, entertainment stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess that'll be when we figure out the game. But um, okay. Yeah, then maybe. I think, like, it's hard to know, because, like, there's elements that I know that I don't like. I don't like battle kind of games, so. Right, that's what I don't know how much of that there is. Yeah, we'll see. Um... I'm going to be a no. The art does not appeal to me as a board game. It's very um, 
I guess, I guess like you said, it looks like a children's book in the Roman empire. Uh, it does not make me go. This looks like a fun time. <laughs> uh, I would, I like Hadrian's wall, like that whole thing. It seems interesting to me, but I've also like heard of this game before. And it's one that, um, Suzanne and Mandy are both like, it's one of like the Roland rights that they really like. So you had me at Roland Wright and Hadrian's Wall. So, yeah, but I do agree. I don't think the art necessarily jumps out at me, but like Kate, like the description and how it sounds like it's going to play, that does intrigue me. So I'm still going to say yes, though. I'm also a yes. Uh, I mean, any historical theme normally gets me. So Mm -hmm. this is a Roland Wright. Yeah, but that's where the paper and pencil comes in. This maybe is not the game I Googled. Okay. <laughs> I guess, how do we think it's played? Because I'm now very confused. <laughs> Hand management. I would like to know how we're going to provide entertainment. Gladiator. Yeah, I assume it's generic. Like oh. Are you not entertained? <laughs> it's going to be gladiators. I assume not theater and stuff. Which I still haven't Puppetry. watched since we visited the Puppetry. Coliseum. What? Puppetry? puppetry? Wasn't puppetry big? Uh, was it? In other parts of the world? I don't know. I might be remembering <laughs> it from, uh, what was that? The HBO room. I don't know how accurate that was, but it was good. Oh, we'll, well now I want like Muppets, but mm-hmm. Gladiator. I want Gladiator Muppets. Gladiator <laughs> it's just fine in the Coliseum. Okay, now I like this game. <laughs> Rolling right. I'm going to roll dice and draw our puppets. Well, we're building a, a mile castle and a bordering wall. Mm-hmm. But we're, yeah. I think our hand management, maybe the, I don't know. I am, I'm at a loss. I am too. Cause it's like, if it's a roll and write, I assume it's going to be like roll and we draw, we roll a wall and we got to place our wall down or something, mm-hmm. but a hand in a roll and write. So I assume there's a whole card system. What are our tech trees? I don't know. What are we advancing in? What is our Roman technology? How how good we are at providing entertainment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say yeah. bricklaying, but that's pretty good. I assume bricklaying is figured out by this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like the, start- me- the mechanics read like a a civilization type game. Yeah, and yeah, but we're gonna acquire piety, yeah. fl- valor, and discipline while avoiding disdain. So we're gonna collect like. Soldiers and priests and other 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 things. Other oh, we're going to collect discipline puppets. 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 <laughs> the old discipline puppets. You got to you got to you got to improve from soft or, or puppets. Do have to avoid the disdain of the puppets, like a, a ventriloquist <laughs> act? Okay. Oh, uh, I have no idea. This is the most. Conf- I thought I had an idea before uh, we started this. Now I'm very lost. <laughs> Perfect. Uh-huh. All right, okay. uh, is any is of what that we got. in there? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now I want to know the history of puppets. And now I'm going to Google gladiator muppet. <laughs> is there a gladiator muppet? Well, I'm that sure there are, are muppets dressed in Roman armor. <laughs> I mean, he's not. Yeah, there's probably right. There's. Okay, history of whatever we're talking about now. <laughs> I want the history of puppets. I mean, you you got five minutes to look it up. Uh, Oh, Kate's also Googling Muppet (laughs) gladiators. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I had prepared just a quick one on Hadrian's Wall. I already did that. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, puppetry is very ancient. Uh, thought to originate about 4,000 years ago. Um, since the earliest times to animate and communicate the ideas and needs of human societies, I would assume like cosmology and things like that. Some historians claim they predate actors in theaters. And there's evidence of uh, puppets being used in Egypt as early as 2000 BCE with string operated figures of wood being manipulated um, in various actions. Uh, hieroglyphs also describe walking statues being used in ancient Egyptian religious dramas. I was figuring they had to probably be first used in some sort of religious reenactment. Um, ancient Greece and some of the oldest written records uh, are found in uh, works by Herodotus and Xenophon from the 5th century uh, BCE. Um Sub-Saharan Africa also inherited the puppet tradition of ancient Egypt. Uh, and there were certain secret societies in African groups that still use puppets and masks in ritual dramas. Um, potentially. Uh, there are, of course, puppets, uh, evidence for puppetry in the Harappan civilizations. Archaeologists have unearthed terracotta doll with a detachable head capable of manipulation by string dating from 2500 BCE. Um, puppets are described in ancient uh, Sanskrit texts as well. Uh, the edicts of Hashoka from uh, some of the late uh, centuries BCE uh, also mention puppetry. China has evidence of puppetry dating back uh, to at least 3,000 years ago. And by the Song Dynasty, uh, which is the medieval period, um, puppets played all social classes. Uh, wow, so cool. There were stick puppets in China, um, shadow puppets in China as well. Shadow puppets seem like they would be cool. Uh, I don't see any Roman puppetry, though. There were several instances of gladiators being on The Muppet Show, <laughs> specifically American gladiators, Ice and Zap. <laughs> there was also a song performed with a full-bodied lion Muppet singing uh, Let's Call the Whole Thing Off yeah. with gladiator partner Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> So, but I can't find any pictures of actual like puppets, puppet Muppets dressed as gladiators. either Romans or gladiators, but I'm sure that exists as well. Okay. There were some Roman clay dolls with strings um, and rods that look like they may have been puppets found in children's um, ancient Roman children's gravestones. Uh, in the Middle Ages, there's actual um, um, illuminated manuscripts that show puppet shows. I know they were really popular during the medieval period and the Renaissance period. But now I want 
a Roman puppet show done in shadow box style. Well, that's go. what we're doing in this game. We did, we figured that out. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so there were elements that you guys had, but mostly I did think we you have were anything. Wrong. Uh, I, anything. I really thought we nailed correctly it on like some of the things that you're collecting. <laughs> Uh, but you guys described a very different game than um, I think what we're going to play. All I said was puppets. So, <laughs> no, well, you you had mentioned gathering like priests and other things, which we will be doing that. So, okay. All right. So we <laughs> are. Remember uh, that. <laughs> uh, we are Roman generals that are in charge of one of the mile castles and its bordering walls. We need to build up the wall and fort, man the defenses, and attract civilians with entertainment and services, all the while defending against the attacks of the picks. The general with the most glory at the end of six years is the winner. So play is simultaneous, so there's no first player. Uh, each round is a year, and at the beginning of the year, a fate card is drawn that provides each player with their initial set of resources and or workers. So each player then draws two cards from their own deck. Uh, I think it was like 14 or 15 cards that we all have the same cards, but obviously we will draw them at different times. Uh, you're going to select one of those to be a path deck, which at the top of the card, it'll it'll say like, you know, have completed wall sections and you earn victory points for meeting that. So basically, you're going to build your own in-game bonuses. The other card is a prospect card, which is going to provide you with additional workers and or resources. Finally, in later years, each player may gain even more workers or resources from locations on their player sheets. And from there, players then use their resources and workers obtained to take actions on their player sheets. As a general rule, most actions will require players to pay a combination of workers or resources, fill in the appropriate number of boxes based on that payment. And anytime a box or a circle, sometimes there'll be hexagons. Basically, if it's white and you can fill it in, then uh, it's a place where you can go. Uh, if it has an icon in it, you immediately gain whatever that item is. Some actions are tracks and are filled in from left to right. Some are buildings or other areas and must be filled out top to bottom. If a box has a number sign in it, you write down the number of the current year when the box is filled in because that particular action may be limited to a single use per year. Once all players have stopped taking their actions, either by choice or due to a lack of workers or resources, the year comes to an end. All remaining workers' resources are placed back in the supply. Then cards are drawn from the fate deck equal to the value shown for each year and based on the difficulty. So like in year one, on easy, we're only going to draw one fate card. That fate card at the top is going to show uh, an arrow left, center, or right. And that is where the picks attack. So as we progress in years, we're going to draw more cards. So the number of cards drawn for a particular section of wall, uh, that is how strong the picks are in that section. So if your defense is greater than or equal to, uh, then you defend against the picks. And if it's lower, then you don't defend against the picks. Uh, and if you defend all the attacks, you'll get valor. If you don't defend uh, attacks, then you get disdain and your people don't like you. Uh, there's also ways to earn fate cards with priests uh, to get the favor of temples or diplomats in order to ignore picked attacks. So after the picked attacks at the end of year six, the game ends. Throughout the game, players are going to gain renown, piety, valor, and discipline points. They then add end of game points from their path cards. Finally, they distract, dis subtract uh, the value that they gain from their disdain, and the player with the highest score is the winner and crowned Legatus Legionis. 
In case of a tie, the player with the least disdain is the winner. If it's still tied, the player who gained the most points from path cards is the winner, those being the end of game bonuses. And if it's still tied, the victory is shared. And there will be more to come. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but generally speaking, that's how the game is played. Okay. Well, let's play. We just finished a game of Hadrian's Wall. To recap, BP had 32 discipline points. Uh, Kate had 58 renown points. I don't know whose board is who, so I couldn't tell. Uh, Kiwi had 60 uh, highest points. And I had 69 valor Batman points. Winning strategy was... <laughs> Click in the boxes. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I don't know. I, I was I see one thing at a time. Oh, I want to click this box. What do I need to click this box? And then working backwards and being like, well, I need a builder. So if I use a civilian to get a builder, I can click the box. I did not realize one of the scoring points was a thing until like the very last second of the game. Which one was that? Renown. I thought that was. Oh, I didn't know what that symbol was, and I ignored it. Um, but uh, I got valor um, and clicked those. Anybody else? Strategy. I tried to even out. I tried to be as as even across the board as I could be, uh, and I wanted to make sure that I built up my cohorts quickly. But I didn't like mass on one. I didn't finish any of them, but I think they were all at four by the end. Mm -hmm. So I figured, what are the chances that it could be more than four? So, yeah, I think that I mean, I wasn't beat uh, at all. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the only thing that I paid attention to is the cohorts. And I knew the symbol. <laughs> to get. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's what started don't. my whole valor thing was um, I wanted those cards that made it so I didn't get attacked as much. And then that gave me a bunch of valor and then. That's why I got that. Uh, BP. Yeah. Did you click the buttons? <laughs> I did. I had fun clicking buttons. Did you build a hotel? I did. I, but I don't think we should ask me about strategy. I apparently, whatever I was doing wasn't, wasn't a winning strategy. <laughs> so, um, Theme. Uh, did you feel like you were a Roman soldier building a puppet show on a fort? Oh, there was no puppets. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the art and the stuff that was named, like that's where the theme is and that's where it stopped. Mm -hmm. I think like general gameplay did not make you feel like you were, I mean, you were building something, but it probably could have been anything. I yeah. You were collecting resources. Yeah. 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 It was clicking resource for resource to get more resources mm -hmm. um mechanics kiwi table uh presents? so this oh. is oh yeah, yeah. skip that table, table presence bp oh uh as soon as i saw the board i was like whoa <laughs> it's a lot that all the trackers there's just so much i don't know that i it would make my head turn i mean I don't remember it the art. It would make me 
turn away, I feel like. Yes, it is overwhelming. And there's mm-hmm. just so many trackers and things. Like if I don't click back over, I cannot tell you what it looked like. Um, I think there were some people on the bottom page, but if I if I like approached it and someone was like, You're gonna play this game and I saw that I had two boards to manage, I'd be like, Nope. I would stab them and run. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think there's enough on the table that I would probably stop and look. Um, but as soon as like I started reading the rules and I saw the complexity, like I still really wanted to play it, uh, but I knew it was gonna be a bear to teach because there is a lot. And yeah. I think that's kind of it. I mean, Kate already said it, like it's off putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's actually because that's what I was like. Kate was like, oh, are we podcasting? And I was like, yeah, let me. And I pulled up on BGG. I was like, oh, no. I get a glance. <laughs> I was like, I just, I messaged her. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but mechanics, Kiwi, how did all of these trackers track together? So I do like the flip and right uh mechanic and this was a different take because like you know we've all played welcome Two, and the flipping right there is we flip up three and you select one uh we also have the flipping place it wasn't really a flipping right but the Mer- guild of merchant explorers and so that was similar this one was different in that you got to you know the, the flipping part was the one to find out what like the base what everybody got but then you had to choose between your two cards uh, which one you kept which I thought was an interesting take on kind of that flip and write uh, genre. But then after that, it was just a big puzzle. Uh, yeah, there, there's an engine building aspect to it of, you know, but you're building a different engine every time, you know, place here to get this, to get this, to get this, to get this. And so it's just a puzzle, which I think most roll and writes are, it's, that's the puzzle is where do I place in order to maximize the amount of things that I get so that I can continue placing so that I can continue mm-hmm. getting stuff. It didn't really feel like a roll and it felt like the right part, but the roll or Our flip, flip, like that only accounted for like one or two resources of your it was 20 total mm-hmm. per round. Right. Yeah. So the big card that, so when we, so the card that we chose that one usually only gave us one to two, but there was a card that it oh, because oh, we were playing on BGA. Happening. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I was it, like, it didn't really feel so like a flipping rate, but yeah. So like, it showed us the picked attacks, and then it immediately went into the fate card for the next day to show us what we got, and then that one like went away immediately. And that is like so a list I, of resources that you're getting, and that's the list of resources that you get initially. So when it gave us like. You know, before we chose our cards, it would tell us like, hey, you've got two soldiers, one builder, three civilians and two servants and a, and a brick. Gotcha. That all came from that card that we saw for a split second. OK, that makes a lot more sense now. So, yeah, I, yeah. I guess it was then very rolling right. Like, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess mechanically, you know, I mean, it was very enginey. It's like a kind mm-hmm. of a right. I mean, I, I like clicking the buttons and or writing it in real life. Um, so I, I guess it's interesting because it's a much more complicated roll and write than anything else we've played. Yeah, in terms I feel of like stuff. generally, yeah, I feel like generally when someone says roll and write, like I don't think of anything ever that is this complex. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. Kate BP mechanics. <sighs> there were resource gathering. 
was trying to get people so I could get more people. Didn't feel very tech tree to me. I know it's more tech trackers where you're just going up, but um, yeah, I was hoping for a cool tech tree type thing. But yeah, you could unlock like chariots. Yeah, exactly. Rules. Uh, how is it learning the game? I don't think I learned it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I just, I just had to clear. I mean, part of this is board game arena because it automates a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm curious how long it would take me to learn it if we didn't have the assistance of the bike, the boxes lighting up. Oh, you'd have <laughs> right, to figure it out right. each one. Oh you'd my God. That would be which... hours longer. Yeah. Yeah. Now the difference is, is like you would get, you would have the wooden meeples and wooden resources. So you would have a physical thing with you. But you just have to look at the box and up, know, you would get rid of them. Can I do this or not? Mm. Right. Right. Which would be, I mean, it was, it took a while to make decisions just looking at all the red boxes that were yeah. available. Right. Yeah. I mean, when Kiwi was reading the the rules and then explaining the board i i was just like i can't even follow along what is it, supposed to happen it's definitely one of those ones that takes that takes hands-on experience it's one of the ones where like explaining each of the there's so many different things that it's like i just had to like i'm just gonna do something and then ask Mm -hmm. Wow, work. Yeah. And there's still like, I didn't do anything on the piety track. So I don't know how any of that uh, stuff works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the market you had to explain to me like 12 times. Yeah, I was pretty slow. And then I figured it out in the last turn. So yeah, it's and just. So then, as far as like symbols go, like there's some that make a lot of sense, but there's so much of it that it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, the nice part about the symbols, at least, is like you just matched them like that. You know, the renowned symbol that Eric didn't know until the very end, like it matched <laughs> up to a track. But because you're managing two boards, like if you aren't looking around to do that matching up, it could be hard. Yeah, I will say that I watched about four different videos <laughs> and I watched a playthrough of somebody like explaining what they were doing while they were doing it. So I... This was not a teach I was necessarily looking forward to. Right. I think one of the things that did make it harder was just the layout and the way Board Game Arena was. Um, this was our first time using Board Game Arena. It was nice that everything was sort of programmed in for us, but I think that did make teaching it a little harder because like we never really got to like sit down and talk through this is what a picked attack looks like. Because mm -hmm. then that would really tell you like this is how much I need to value cohorts. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it went through it so fast. I mean, the fate card to show us like what our initial set of resources was, you know, the fact that I had to explain that just now. <laughs> yes, after the game. Means that, yeah, after the game. So I, I think, you know, BGA didn't really help us in the game teaching aspect. And learning how like. it all worked. It helped us in yeah. playing it. But yeah, it's a trade-off, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and I, I think that learning how it works really goes into like that would help you understand more like we could have got a lot slower with tabletop simulator and like I could have rolled through my turn. Each of you could have watched me roll through my turn. And I think the other turns probably would have gone faster because you would have seen a more hands-on way to yeah. do that. And I just couldn't do that. I, I did not like the tabletop simulator mod. Sure. I didn't think it was very good. Um, so that's why we went this route because it was available. Um. 
Yeah, and I guess that kind of goes into player interaction. Um, I, I was thinking several times this could be an easy one to edit because it's just dead silence for 20 minutes around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like because of the layout, like I couldn't even tell whose board was whose. So yeah, it, uh, it took me a minute to figure it out. Yeah. So it's that, like, yeah. Um, yeah. BGI, BGA did have eyeballs that you could click on that would take you right to their board. But I, I wish that that portion in the top right that had like our names and our resources was sticky so that as you scrolled through and looked at the different boards, that would stay there forever. Because mm-hmm. the same thing with like what our resources were at the time, you yeah. had to scroll, scroll up, up to see down. where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- yeah. And so I didn't particularly care for that. But, you know, it's it is what it is. It's just how it was. Programmed. I mean, I think even even in person, this wouldn't be a very interactive game, which is true for most rolling rights. Um, but on the, on the box, the player count is one to six. The recommended play on board game arena or board game geek is one to three. The best, uh, play count is one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's what it's been voted as on BGG. Like at least with like welcome to or something, there's a little bit of like, Oh, I've, you know, messed up or I'm doing this. It's like a little bit of that social interaction, but this one, you're so busy just, looking through your stuff like you forget everybody else is even existing so um. yeah you you would need because the thing with welcome to as well is there are three global objectives that everyone's trying yeah. to race for so you can get the most points there we didn't even have global objectives in this one um i could see like you know maybe if you were able to pony up forces for you know to go somewhere and like whoever was able to give the most whether it be resources yeah. or something should have gotten, you know, some additional points. So there could have been like an aspect of, you know, not only are you building up your stuff, but you're also able to donate and gain mm-hmm. valor or, yep. you know, renown by being able to donate the most back to the empire or something. I don't know. I would say this might be the least interactive game we've ever played, but I can't remember them it's all, possible. but it's pretty high up there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, would you play it again? BP. No, I don't know what I did. Well, I mean, I, so I will say I really enjoyed clicking the boxes. So you like board game arena? I really liked clicking the boxes. Okay. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And I got stuff when I clicked the box normally. I'm a hundred percent in agreement on BP with this game. <laughs> I, just, I, I was going to say, I don't like anything about it, except I did like clicking those boxes and getting stuff. So I don't yeah. know if it's just a board game arena thing, but, um, did I go? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if you're looking at me. Um, uh, yeah, I think no. Um, at clicking the boxes was fun. <laughs> Big hit with the boxes. Um, I think it's like a game I can kind of, appreciate like mm-hmm. like the mechanics and the engine building like it seemed pretty cool um but yeah maybe not enough there to pull me in the art wasn't really that great um yeah so i think a, i think a no and yeah i didn't i liked the assistance of the board game arena but at the end when it just like then was like oh eric won i was like oh couldn't even like see what you did yeah. and like i don't know I don't, yeah i think they need like at least like a tallying screen so it like gives some dramaticness to it it but, shows um yeah yeah, yeah. kiwi 
Uh, I'm a yes. I like the puzzle. Um, I'm not sure it's something that I would want to buy. I don't think I would want to play it with more than one. I I think I think I agree with Board Game Geek. I think it is more of a solo game. I think it would go faster and the puzzle is there and you could really just sit and think if you had the time for it. Um, I don't think it's something I would pick up and add to the collection as a solo game. I think, you know, I've already paid for the the one month of Board Game Arena. So maybe when I'm bored, I will play it. And then when my subscription runs out, I won't play it again, but I would play it again. So the answer is yes for me. Okay. Um, all right. That was Hadrian's Wall. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or hit us up on the platform formerly known as Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says as he's hammering on that brick wall. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's not what you do to brick walls. I don't know. He's trying to build a brick wall. So certainly somebody hammered something somewhere. (laughs) He's entertaining the troops with his puppets. Please, yeah. (laughs) He's in the Roman version of the USO. (laughs) Exactly. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. What do we do? So, <laughs> sorry, now I want to check in with, yeah. with the team. Sorry. How, how so, overwhelmed is everybody by this game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. How do I choose if I want to gain a left arrow, an up arrow, or a right arrow? So yes, I clicked on, a, doing on that a box. Now. Yeah, so click on the box. I did. I have had some, I don't know how I generated a billion civilians, but they just keep showing up.